0: morning. It's time to begin our worship this morning. Our first song will be Rain in Me. Over all the earth you reign on high, every
1: mountain stream, every sunset sky. But my one request, Lord, my only aim is that you reign in me again. Lord, reign in me, reign in your power over all my dreams. In my darkest hour, you are the Lord of all I am. So won't you reign in me again over every thought, over every word. May my life reflect the beauty of my Lord, because you mean more to me than any earthly thing. So won't you reign in me again, Lord, reign in me, reign in your power over all my dreams. In my darkest hour, you are the Lord of all I am. So won't you rain in me again so won't you rain in me again
2: Good morning I'd like to welcome everyone to our service this morning, especially our visitors who are with us this morning. I want you to know that you're our honored guest and we invite you to come back. Each an opportunity you might have, we ask that you fill out a visitor's card in the pew in front of you and uh, put in the collecting plate as it comes by. Our times of services, uh, Bible study on Sunday morning, 9.30, Sunday morning worship, 10.30, Sunday evening worship, 5 p.m., and Wednesday evening, 7 o'clock. Our sincere sympathy is extended to Wayne King and family on the passing of his wife, Beverly. Her arrangements are as follows. Uh, Sykes Funeral Home in Clarksville, a visitation today from 12 to 2, with a uh, funeral service immediately following it too. We will be preparing a meal for f- the family. Please have your food at the church by 2 p.m. today. We'll be taking the food to the king's home. The ladies' sewing group will meet uh, on Thursday at 12.30. Men's retreat will be uh, October 14th and 15th at Kentucky Dam Village. The agenda is posted on the bulletin board. For more information, see Howard Frazier. I know we've had a few cancellations, so if anybody has decided that they can come, uh, please see Howard about that. On Saturday, October 15th, The ladies are invited to the second annual brunch at the thicket at the home of Shannon Garrett at 10 a.m. Please sign up on the sheet on the bulletin board in the foyer if you plan to attend. We invite all teachers and assistants that teach in our Bible classes and those who taught in VBS to a special night just for you. The teachers' banquet will be Saturday, October 22nd at 6 p.m. in Fellowship Hall. Please sign up on the sheet in the foyer so we may better prepare for this event. The ladies are invited to a diaper and wipe shower for Becca Lacombe and Madison Wallace on Sunday, October 23rd at 2 p.m. in Foschipal. Becca is expecting a boy and Madison is expecting a girl. Come and join us. For our annual Trunk or Treat event after evening service on Sunday, October 30th, we will have a hot dog chili supper immediately following the service, followed by Trunk or Treat. Please bring chili, soups, chips, desserts, and drinks. Hot dog buns and condiments will be provided. The ladies are also invited to a baby shower for Matt and Alexis Hensley on Sunday, November Six at two p.m. in the Fellowship Hall. They are expecting a boy or registered at Amazon and Target. The annual fall bonfire will be Saturday, November fifth, at the home of Chris and Carrie Lanier. Uh, at five p.m., it says bring games to play together in the yard. Uh, Six p.m. will be the meal. Bring soup, sides, and desserts. Uh, and after dark, will be hayride meat, buns, condiments, utensils, drinks, and uh, s'mores will be provided. I have a few thank you notes. As we would like to express our appreciation to all of you for the cards, calls, visits, prayers, and every act of kindness shown to us during my recent heart surgery. A special thanks to Todd and Kim Moore and their family for keeping our yard cut and trimmed, and Kim and the girls for keeping our house clean and the many meals they prepared for us during these last five weeks. Uh, John and Patsy Heron. This is what a great trip we had yesterday to the Bible Bowl competition. As always, our youth group was amazing. We made it to the finals for the second year in a row. Their knowledge of the scripture was inspiring in the competition, but most of all in the love and outpouring of support for each other that I saw. This group of young people here at Strauss was so very special and it warms my heart to know that they are our leaders of tomorrow. Love Miss Shannon. We, we'd like to all thank Shannon for her many hours of help with Bible Bowl. Uh, such an inspiration to each of us. I have one more thank you card. Thank you so much for all the calls, cards, visits, and food during my re- uh, recent hospital stay. It was all so very much appreciated. It is heartwarming to be loved by so many good Christian people. Signed, Ann Robertson. That concludes our announcements while I have reading.
3: Good morning. Our reading this morning comes from Ephesians chapter 2, verses 1 through 10. Ephesians chapter 2, verses 1 through 10. And I'll be reading from the New American Standard. And you were dead in your trespasses and sins, in which you formerly walked according to the course of this world, according to the prince of the power of the air, of the spirit that is now working in the sons of disobedience. Among them we all, too, formerly lived in the lusts of our flesh, indulging the desires of the flesh and of the mind, and were by nature children of wrath, even as the rest. But God, being rich in mercy because of his great love with which he loved us, even when we were dead in our transgressions, made us alive together with Christ, by grace you have been saved, and raised us up with him and seated us with him in the heavenly places in Christ Jesus, in order that in the ages to come he might show the surpassing riches of his grace in kindness towards us in Christ Jesus. For by grace you have been saved through faith, and that not of yourselves it is the gift of God, not a result of works that one should boast, that no one should boast, for we are his workmanship, created in Christ Jesus for good works, with God prepared beforehand, that we should walk in them.
0: Next song this morning will be number 388, 388.
1: Take time to be holy, speak oft with thy Lord. shalt be. Thy friends in thy conduct, his likeness shall see. Take time to be holy, be calm in thy soul.
4: pray. Our God and our Heavenly Father, holy and righteous is your name in all of heaven and earth, in all of your creation. We humbly bow before your throne in humble prayer. We come, Father, to thank you for all the blessings of life that you give us. We're thankful that you're a loving and merciful God and bless us with our every need, plus much more. We're thankful we can come to you in prayer each day and you will hear our prayers and answer in the way that you know it's best. Father, we come this morning praying for the forgiveness of our sins. So often as we travel through this life, we fail you. And we just pray that you'd Be with us and help us to be more watchful and avoid those things that will hinder us from serving you faithfully. And we pray that you'd forgive us of these sins. And, Father, we pray that you'd help us always to be forgiving to one another. We want to pray this morning for the King family. Our sister is gone. We wish she could have been back with us, but that was not part of the plan. Please be with their family and us as we go through bereavement for her being gone. When one of us hurts, Father, we all hurt, so we all need your healing. We also are mindful of Sister Pat Warren and the loss of her granddaughter. We pray that you'd continue to be with her and Nancy, and we pray that you'd continue to be with Sister Margie as Marvin has gone too. And as I said to you, Father, we, when one of us hurts, we all hurt, and we'll all need healing during this time. And, Father, we ask you, ask you to be with Shelby Knox. We know that she's on hospice and her time is short. We pray that you'd be with her and help her to know, Father, that you're always near and uh, you can help her with all of her needs. We pray for Bill Young. We pray for De- uh, Terry Boker. We're thankful that Sister Patsy's can be with us today. We ask your continued blessings on Mike Smith and Ann Robertson. And we want to pray for Sister Glenda Albright, that you be with her in her upcoming process and be with her. Uh, be with her and that the operation might be successful. And we pray for Denise Gupton, that she help her to, in her knee surgery to recover soon. And we want to pray for Donna Broekright, for her niece and nephew who went through a tragic accident. Please be with them and help them to recover and bless her and the O'Brien family. Father, we pray that you'd help us today as we come to worship you. Help us, Father, and we pray that our worship will be in spirit and in truth. And uh, as Brother Tom speaks to us, the bread of life, we pray that we will receive the spiritual nourishment that we need to go on through this life and remain faithful to you. Help us to be more watchful so we don't make the errors in the future as we have in the past. And of all your gifts, Father, we thank you most of all for Jesus, and it's in his holy name we pray, amen.
0: To prepare our minds for the Lord's Supper, let's sing number 171, 171. When
1: I survey the one
5: situation when you're uh, in charge of the Lord's Supper uh, it gives you an opportunity to reflect, observe and participate Uh, it's so typical over the years having participated in so many of these and uh, there's some irony because I, I, I realize Jesus and apostles when he called them to tell them what he was going to tell them and that was something that they couldn't even imagine. They just got done celebrating and welcoming him on on a donkey coming in as a conquering hero. People laying palm leaves down in front of him. In their minds, boy, we are in it. We are the top. We are involved. We're there. Was some, there Was Can you imagine what the apostles were saying to each other? Uh, well, one of the things: What's the matter with Judas? He's kind of acting funny today. I don't know what's the matter with him. Well, we knew what was the matter with uh, Judas. He'd betrayed Jesus. But look at the other apostles, James and John. You know, Mom says we're going to be at the right hand, the left hand of Jesus. Uh, Lord, uh, would you go ahead and just give us a little tip off of who's going to be doing what? And Jesus is listening to all this ridiculousness, pettiness, selfishness even, and betrayal. And he's thinking, "I'm, I'm about to tell these men uh, they're in for the shock of their lives. And, you know, can you imagine they didn't have a clue literally. And yet here, the son of God is before them. The all powerful son of God who knows the plan knew the plan from the beginning of man. And he's going to tell them the plan. And really, they're not going to like it. And, you know, uh, even when he called out Judas, you know, they were all saying, it's not me, Lord. It's not me. You know, Peter said, it's sure not me. And, you know, you all these human dynamics. Uh, this morning, uh, my good brother, and we'll call it morning fellowship, sometimes we talk about everything except the Lord's Supper. Uh, uh, we discussed football this morning up front. We discussed what the activities were this past weekend that we were doing or weren't doing. The Bible Bowl, we did We did include that. Uh, but there was so much going on there, it had nothing to do with, other than us being the children of God and brothers and sisters in Christ with Him, you know that's why Jesus. There's a there's a, a hymn called Jesus calls us. Uh, I'll make like I'll make that a congregational assignment. Look that up. Get your book, song books. Turn to 189, and just read that after we have the communion service. That's what Jesus is doing right now with all of us. He's calling us. He's saying, "Glenn, I want you to take your mind off the." football game games plural are the ones you think you might going to see today or anything else you're going to do today and i want you to concentrate on me because of what i've done for you and he's making that same call to all of us he's saying i'm calling you just put your name instead of mine whatever your name is say jesus my name is calling me now to come together commune with him to remember him, and to honor him in this communion service. He deserves no less, and he deserves even more. And that includes our attention, our love, and our devotion. Let's go to our Father in prayer. Righteous God, loving Christ, as we take these emblems you instituted literally the night before your death, You called us to just remember. Jesus, you just call us to remember you. What else could we do? What else should we do? What else can we do? It's our soul's salvation. It's our eternal hope for glory. Shouldn't we be thankful, grateful, and touched by what a sacrifice you've given for us? Lord Jesus, as we take... This bread, help us to remember, it represents your body. As we break bread together, your body was on the cross, was pierced, and was taken, sacrificed as a pure and sinless lamb for our sins. Fathers, we take this bread, help us to remember that and treasure it and honor you in doing it. In your name we pray, O Lord. Amen. I, I'm sure that the apostles, even after Jesus had given them the bread and they break it and they took it, they didn't fully understand what that all meant. He understood. He said, this is my body. Take it and break it and, and eat it. But then he comes and he gets the cup, fruit of the vine. And he said, this is my blood. I want you to drink it. In that, you have a part of my sacrifice. They didn't know that the sacrifice hadn't even been given yet. There, can you imagine what was going on in those apostles' minds? What does he mean by this? What is he talking about? You and I have a decided advantage over them. We not only get to share in the reality of the cross, but the promise of the cross. They didn't have a clue. I don't think any of them did. Only the Son of God did. He has shared this with you for this occasion, this time that he didn't even share with his own apostles. And he loved them. He loved them, everyone, even Judas. So you have a clarity of understanding of what you're doing and why you're doing it and who's done it for you and who's going to do what for you because you did do it and you are doing it and you continued faithfully doing it. And that's eternal life. That's what it's all about. That's what Jesus came to seek and save the lost. That's for us folks, every one of us. and we are lost without him. So as we take this fruit of the vine, let us remember Jesus' blood constantly washes us clean from the filthiest sins that we commit, from our pettiness, our pompousness, our pridefulness, our lust, our weaknesses of all kinds, shapes and sizes. He forgives us of it all. And if Paul said, if we don't believe that, then we're to be pitied of all people. We don't, the world's lost. Christians that don't believe that message and that reality is lost with them. Let's go to Father in prayer. Lord God, we again approach your throne on behalf of your son, Jesus, who shed his blood on the cross for us all. He bled and died for us all. As we take this fruit of the vine, help us thankfully and gratefully acknowledge that sacrifice once for all mankind, once for eternity, so that we might be with you in heaven for eternity. So in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. we've concluded our communion service. Uh, the elders have appointed this time for us to return back of that which we've, the Lord's given us all of our existence. Uh, and I'm I'm not a bead counter. Uh, my wife can tell you that. Uh, but I do know this. The Lord has given us a responsibility to give as we have been prospered. Folks, we've been through some tough times really lately. Uh, high prices on everything and going higher, but the Lord's taking care of me. He's taking care of mine. He's taking care of us. There is no reason why we can't accept that challenge of economic setbacks in our lives with stepping up and doing more. You say we can't. We're just getting by. You might surprise yourself. The more you give the more the Lord blesses. I've never seen it to fail. He's never let me down. And I'm not one of these people that prosper giving, give a lot to the Lord so the Lord will give you a lot back. That's not what I'm saying. What I'm saying is the Lord blesses my life not only financially for having a good and honest heart and giving back to him, that's what is his, but that blessing and opportunity to doing good to everyone. And that's part of what you're giving here is doing. There's so many things that I've seen touch the lives of people in this community alone, uh, the members of the church. Uh, We've seen it recently in this uh, humongous uh, hurricane that hit Florida and how it's Christian organizations that have stepped up. Some of you might know about the Church of Christ Disaster Relief Fund. Uh, If you could challenge yourself, I'm just going to write them a check and send it to them directly. I'm not trying to bypass Stridesville's needs. We, we're we under budget, folks, right now. I don't know if you know that or not. Just look at those numbers up there to my left. Uh, we need to step up as a congregation. And if you can't increase your giving, at least make your commitment that you made this year to your giving. I know we've had lots of tough things happen recently, and I don't want to overburden the information on this but open your heart and trust the Lord is all I'm saying so let's think about these things as we have prayer Lord we know that all good things come from you and that you continuously supply us beyond our understanding you continuously blessed us within our heart we know those blessings we feel them And we are so thankful for them. Father, help us to do good to everyone. And to do good to everyone regardless of what good that does us. We will stand on your spiritual blessings and consider that blessing enough. But you are a good and loving Father. And you tell us, you give your children good gifts. Father, give us those good gifts so that we might put those to use in your service. Be with us all, Father. In this prayer we pray, in Jesus' name, amen.
0: If you'd like to mark our invitation song this morning, it'll be number 560, number 560. Now, before the lesson, let's all stand together and sing number 490, number 490. To Canaan's land, I'm on
1: my way, where the soul never dies. My darkest night will turn to day where the soul never dies, no sad. so oh. soul never dies no sad
6: Can you hear me now? Well, I was preparing my lesson and was able to look out a window and look across some rolling hills, and I saw a bunch of trees, and you probably know what's happening to trees right now, right? The leaves are changing. My mother used to always enjoy this time of year, she'd say, Look at the beautiful nature and the leaves and and God's nature. And so that's what we're talking about today is God's great nature. So I have a uh, picture of a beautiful tree changing with red leaves. And I even wore my tree tie today. Did y'all see my tree tie? Right. So we're celebrating fall. We're celebrating God's great nature. So when I say that to you, you're probably thinking, okay, well, now we're going to get a, a nature lesson today about God's beauty and the beautiful trees. And, and that would make a great lesson. You know, you, you look at Job and you, and you look at the Psalms and even Isaiah. There's some fascinating earth science kinds of things that are brought out in those books about nature and the wonder of nature and the beauty. But when I say the word nature, I don't want you to think about my leaf tie. I don't want you to think about the leaves that are out there, which are beautiful. But I want you to think about God's great nature, that is, God himself. You follow what I'm saying? Not necessarily the beautiful leaves. Think about those. But today, just for the next few minutes, I want you to think about God himself. In other words, his nature. What is a nature, you ask? Well, I'm glad you asked. A nature, on the next slide, explains it's the attributes of a person, their characteristics, right? So each one of you has a nature, right? You're born with. When I was a little baby, I'm told I had a temper. I don't remember this. But when things happened that I didn't like, In a very mature way, I responded by laying down and hitting my head on the floor and turning red. I don't remember this, I promise. But that was my nature, and I've always had a temper. I had to control that temper as I got older. My dad insured it, right? He was doing me a favor. That was my nature, my attribute. My character, my nature, my unique and special qualities. Now, I have some good qualities, and if you ask Meg, she'll tell you, oh, my husband has so many good qualities. No, I'm just kidding. She'll probably tell you about some of those other things that make me challenging. But that's, that's what we have in our nature. It's attributes, character, characteristics, talents, abilities, who we are, what makes us who we are, And so, when I do a funeral for somebody, I try to pull out that person's nature, their attributes, what makes them special, unique, what made us laugh or smile about them. So, if you will, turn to Isaiah 48, and we're going to be looking at verses 12 and 13 today for just a moment to describe God's great nature, his attributes, all right? So focus on God. When you think of God, what do you see? In Isaiah 48 and verse 12, by the way, I like to hear those Bibles turning, thank you, or the Bible apps clicking or whatever you're doing, just keep turning those Bibles open. That's great. In verse 12, the Lord calls Israel, his wayward child, Israel, who so often, and Jacob, who so often pursued idols and got distracted and quit listening to God and rebelled. He's calling them home again. And so he says, Israel and Jacob, my children, I want to tell you about me. I want to tell you about my nature. Listen to me, O Jacob and Israel, whom I called. I am he. That's a strange way to describe yourself. I am he? You see, this is the same God that called Moses in the bush. Remember? The burning bush? Who shall I tell them sent me, Moses asked. When I go back to Pharaoh and said, this God, who's the God of the people you're keeping prisoner, he wants you to let them go. Who shall I tell them sent me? You remember what he said? I am the great I am. I am. I am He. There's only one I am, the ever existent, ever present God who has no beginning, no end. That's His nature. I am He. I am the first. I am the last. So I'm asking you today to focus on an entity, a being who has always been, who will always be, who has no limits, no beginning and no end. And you're like, no, that's impossible. That's God. That's the first thing I want you to remember about his nature today. He is God and there is none like him. Amen. Ooh, man! He goes on and says in verse 13, My hand laid the foundation of the earth. My right hand spread out the heavens. When I called to them, they stand forth together. He orchestrated everything you see and the beauties and intricacies of the universe and all its complexity that we can't even figure out our best our best. Uh, astrophysicists are still having trouble figuring out how this all works God knows because he spoke it into existence now I'm going to read to you a a, a passage from Jeremiah chapter 10 we're going to begin in verse 6 listen to this where God is described by the prophet Jeremiah there is Is none like you, O Lord, you are great, and your name is great in might. He continues, Who would not fear you, O King of the nations? For this is your due, for among all the wise ones of the nations, in all their kingdoms, there is none like you. Verse 10, but the Lord is the true God. He is the living God and the everlasting king. It is he who made the earth by its power, who established the world by his wisdom and by his understanding, stretched out the heavens. Oh, this is so exciting to study and read about God and his very nature. And and I wanted to point out in my next slide that, why did Jeremiah say these things about God? Because it was God's very spirit that he placed inside the prophet Jeremiah where he spoke about himself. Isn't that great? Jeremiah is just a mouthpiece for God. God says, let me tell you about me. Jeremiah's going to tell you people. But what's so sad is the people were hard in their hearts and they rejected the message of Jeremiah. As a matter of fact, at one point in Jeremiah's life, in his prophecy, they said, Jeremiah, if you keep talking about this God, we're just going to kill you, so shut up. Don't say anything else. We don't want to hear it. Isn't that sad? Jeremiah is speaking by the Spirit of God to the people about God, and they said, we don't want to hear you anymore. I want to hear Jeremiah. I want to hear about God. I want to hear about his greatness and his nature. And so Jeremiah, in his spirit, says these wonderful things. Here's the attribute, the nature of God today, that I want to talk to you about for just a minute. So listen to me. Give me your undivided attention. And that is God is incomparable. There is no one, nothing, anywhere, at any time, to whom you can compare God. And so when you place your trust and you place your faith in him and you put your hope in him, he will not disappoint. Amen, church? I'm telling you, this is exciting stuff. But yet, there's an adversary out there we call Satan or the devil or Beelzebub, the serpent, who's out there trying to persuade the world very convincingly, don't listen to God. He's a fake Listen to me instead. And he's very good at what he does because he's leading the masses. He's leading most of the world into a path of death and destruction because they listen to him and they don't listen to God, the incomparable, all-powerful creator God. So if you've been caught up in listening to those false messages from the devil, And you may be struggling. There may be somebody out there today who's struggling with who do I listen to? Who do I trust? I want to encourage you, put your trust in the incomparable God, the creator of the universe. There's a passage in the Bible that says, be still and know that I am God. Be still. I don't know about you, that's hard for me to do. I'm a busy guy. I like to stay busy, 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 busy. Are you like that? Run and run and run. Do this. Got to do this. Got to do this. At the end of the day, you go to bed and you lay in bed thinking about all you have to do the next day. Right? Your mind's just racing, racing, racing. Got to do this. God says, wait a minute. Be still. Be still and just know I'm God. Comprehend me. Soak me in. Seek me out. Let my spirit fill you. Let me calm your soul. There's none like him. In Isaiah 46, in verse 5, looking at this attribute of being incomparable, to whom will you liken me and make me equal and compare me that we may be alike? He goes on in verse 9, I am God. There is no other. I am God, and there is none like me. He goes on in verse 10, declaring the end from the beginning, and from ancient times, things not yet done. See, now God is speaking of his prophetic nature. Through the ancient prophets, thousands of years ago, he had things written down on paper and documented in the Hebrew Bible that are now happening. He, foresaw, he, he foretold of his coming son, the Messiah, who would shed his blood on a tree to save the world from their sins. It's been God's plan since before we were created. That is whom we serve, the incomparable God. Now we're running out of time. He goes on to say, my counsel shall stand and I accomplish, I will accomplish all my purpose. So I want to ask you three questions today, very simple, quick questions. And I want you to reflect on these, and I want you to go home. Here's your homework assignment. You ready? I want you to go home and eat dinner today and talk about what the preacher said. Only say good things. Talk about what the preacher said. Yeah, that's your homework assignment. You got three questions. You ready? Here they are. Number one. Does your life daily reflect how much you appreciate a great God? Let me ask that again. Does your daily life reflect how much you appreciate God? And it doesn't count when you say grace over your food. Dear Lord, thank you. Thank you for this grub. Nope, that doesn't count. All right. So, in other words, how do you show your appreciation? Very quickly, I want you to turn to Matthew 5, verse 16. This is a verse we all know, we've all heard. You can probably recite this from memory, matter of fact. Jesus speaking, the letters are in red. In the same way, let your light shine before others so that they may see your good works and give glory to your Father who is in heaven. What is he saying? Jesus is saying, you want to tell the Lord you love him? Then let your light shine in a dark world. You do good things not to bring glory and attention to self. You do good things to give glory to your heavenly Father. When there's a dark world out there, little candles look bright, don't they? When there's a dark world out there and a lot of hopeless people, every now and then they bump into somebody who has hope, who has a smile on their face, a bounce in their step, and joy because they're longing to be with their Father in a different world and know it's coming. That's how you let your light shine. You stop and help your neighbor, and you're kind. And when people are mean towards you, you're kind in return. That's how you let your light shine, and you give God glory. Second question. Turn to Psalm 115. Second question. How do you use... His name. Now I'm telling you, I, it concerns me when I turn on TV and I know I should probably watch less. But so often in television settings, you hear young people go, Oh my, and you know what they say, right? Oh my G. Yeah. I didn't say it out loud because really that's using God's name in vain. It's an exclamation or a declaration of surprise. Oh, my. And they just say it with no thought whatsoever. But you see, they're invoking the name of the greatest being who has ever existed, who spoke the universe into existence. And what they don't realize is they're taking God's name in vain. And when I speak of the divine creator who made me, and I'm thinking about his attribute and that he's incomparable to any one or anything that's ever existed before, I certainly don't want to use his name in a disrespectful way. And I don't even want to talk about when somebody gets mad and they go blank, blank, GD, right? They use his name in a profane way or curse. We We don't want to do that. So look at verse 1 of Psalm 115. How do you use his name? Not to us, O Lord, not to us, but to your name give glory. For the sake of your steadfast love and your faithfulness. Anytime we invoke the name of God, there should be glory associated with it. And we should glorify God You see, you walk into a store and the cashier says, how's your day going? Oh, God has been so good to me. Can I tell you about him? He has blessed me so much and I'm happy today. How's your day going? Well, not as good as yours. I want to hear about this God. If your day's going that good and you're happy, is it your God that made you happy? Yes. Let me tell you about him. I want to give praise and honor to his name. He's given me hope. And so that simple question, number two, is how do you use his name? Do you invoke his name in a respectful and a praiseworthy manner? Finally, our last question today, we're almost out of time, number three. How do you praise God as you interact with others? Go back two chapters to Psalm 113. How do you praise God as you interact with others? Now, you may be saying, well, Brother Tom, I was in church today and I opened a hymn, hymn book and I sang songs of praise. That doesn't count, right? Now, that's important, but my question is not about what do you do on Sunday morning in an hour service. My question is what you do seven days a week, 24 hours a day when you're on the job, interacting with people, buying gasoline, going to the grocery store. How do you praise God and interact with others? right this is your daily life so let's ask this question in context we're talking about an incomparable god who is all-powerful and you're praising him how do you interact with other people how do you show praise and honor to him In the beginning of Psalm 113, there's a header over my Bible that says, Who is like the Lord our God? My answer is nobody. There's nobody or nothing as good as God. Praise the Lord, verse 1. Praise, O servants of the Lord. Praise the name of the Lord. Blessed be the name of the Lord from this time forth and forevermore. From the rising of the sun to its setting, the name of the Lord is to be praised. Wow. Did you catch verse 3? From the time you wake up and your feet hit the ground until when you go to bed and close your eyes, you should be praising God. Now, Brother Tom, I understand what you're saying, but that's hard when we're sad or depressed. It's hard when we're watching our 401Ks go down rapidly, right? It's hard when things go bad at work. And there's mean... Did you know, Brother Tom, there's bullies at work. There's mean people who don't like me and they're not nice. I can't praise God when people treat me that way. Yes, you can. Yes, you can. Did you know you can be nice to mean people? And you can even pray for them. I didn't say it was easy. But you can do it. And that's part of praising God. Praising God in difficult circumstances. There may be tears coming down your eyes. But you can still praise God. Because he's given us so much more beyond this earth, this round ball we stand on that will burn up one day. There's an eternal life that we look forward to, and the indwelling of his spirit, and the joy that we find in our hearts from God. And we should praise him. Just praise him. You ever found yourself driving down the road just singing a hymn? Oh, Lord, what a great day! Thank you for all your blessings. That's what I'm talking about. It's when you stop and you say spontaneously to somebody, isn't God good? Let me tell you what he did in my life and how he's blessed me. That's how you praise God as you interact with others. Not just what you do on a Sunday morning. What do you do all day long every day in your life? We serve an incomparable God who's wonderful and powerful, and he loves us, and he died for us. In just a moment, we're going to sing an invitation song, and if you're struggling, if you're, if you're thinking you need to kind of renew your commitment to God, if you're wondering about your salvation, you're wondering about being forgiven, come down and let us pray for you. Let our elders minister and shepherd you and help you in this walk toward heaven. But there's your three questions today. Now you know what your homework assignment is, right? You go home and talk about it. Talk to your family, talk to your loved ones, and let them know what you do as you answered those three questions today. We serve a mighty God. This is going to be a lesson series. If there's an attribute or a nature of God, uh, an attribute you'd like to be included in this lesson, let me know. Call me, text me, send an email to the church building. But we want to talk about God Amen. Praise God. We want to talk about his attributes and how wonderful he is and why he's worthy of our praise. We're out of time. We've gone over a minute or two, but we want to invite you to respond. I hope this lesson is some way touched a heart, maybe plucked a heartstring, someone who's discouraged or hurting. Just remember, we serve a mighty God, a God who loves us, who is worthy of our praise. Let's stand and sing together.
1: sin and strife. He is the true one. He is the just one. He hath the words of life. to enter the kingdom, leaving the paths of sin. Friends may oppose me, foes may beset me, still will I
0: closing song this morning will be number 221 221 following this song will be dismissed in prayer (laughs) oh land of rest
1: for thee i sigh when will the moment come When I shall lay my armor by and dwell in peace at home, We'll work till Jesus comes, we'll work till Jesus comes, we'll work till Jesus comes comes and we'll I sought at once my Savior's side. No more my steps will roam. With him I'll brave death's chilling tide and reach my heavenly home. We'll work till Jesus comes. We'll work Till Jesus comes, we'll work. Till Jesus comes and we'll be gathered
5: home.
7: Before I say the prayer, I just want to make one quick announcement. Uh, if you're attending the men's retreat, uh, and if you know who you want to room with, uh, if you can mark that on the list, uh, that's on the bulletin board. Also, we had a couple of people that couldn't go. So we have some openings, uh, if, uh, you want to attend the men's retreat on Friday night, uh, uh, be sure and, uh, sign up on the list out there today, uh, cause I need to finalize that reservation this afternoon. Uh, also, if you want to invite someone, uh, uh. And uh, uh, let let me know that, uh, too, today. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, we're so thankful for thy son who died for us, uh, for thy word which teaches us how to be saved, and for the opportunity we have to share your message with others. Please help us to reach out to those around us, reach out to those we work with, uh, to our families help us influence them for right and to always do thy will help, increase our faith uh, help us to realize that uh, that there that as Christians we do have eternal life and that we need to share this message with others. We pray for the sick we pray particularly for Vicki Randolph who had surgery this morning please be with her and and help heal her as she's a sister of Robin Miller. Be with us always. We pray in Christ's name. Amen.